Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined, as always, by Gooey Fame. Goo, what's up, dude? Hey, uh, not much. Just been chilling. On, you know, lockdown, staying safe out here, that kind of stuff. Nice, <laughs> How are you nice. doing? Uh, about the same. I, uh, I walked over to my window today and the, the bright <laughs> sun rays hit my eyes and I kind of did the old vampire, like, <laughs> when that happened. You gotta go outside. You gotta go outside. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I bought some Zelda Amiibo, so I'm, I'm going outside tomorrow to pick it up. <laughs> so, and I'm, and I'm gonna drive my car for, like, the first time since, like, last week to go that's, get them. That's great. I, I'm still, I think I've probably mentioned this, but I'm still, like, going to work, and I'm not working from home or anything, so I'm I'm getting to go out into the world, but at what cost, I think, sometimes. Uh, we call them essential goo behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> yep, I got my papers in order and everything. Wild, wild times. Yeah. Of course, uh, you were listening to Virtual Theater to escape. <laughs> all of that bullshit going on in the world so uh we won't dwell on that but what we will dwell on today gooey is dragon quest your story and uh i'm excited to talk about this kind of like it's um it's an interesting it's an interesting movie i think if nothing else we can say that yeah i would you know i'll say this I, for a while i was like not looking forward to talking about it and then for a moment, I was like, you know what? I'm looking forward to talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, it's just, it's weird because it's like a tale of two movies in a yeah. sense, which we'll get to in a bit. But before we actually um, get over there, we did have a couple things that, of course, we wanted to talk about and to plug. First and foremost, uh, if you are not a member of Virtual Theater's Patreon, what are you doing? Uh, we've just recorded and released a couple new Legend of Zelda cartoon episodes. Those were an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. We've got an excuse me count going on. We've got <laughs> all kinds of like sexual innuendo in this cartoon. It's it's incredibly wild. Um, that's, you know, and, and if you're not a member of our Patreon, you're missing out on this quality content. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of un stuff you would not expect from a Nintendo product. Let's just say that. <laughs> It's uh, it's still surprising mm-hmm. to think back and, and listen to and, and hear, like, did she just say that? Did he just say that? What? What is happening? Um, of course, we've got uh, we've got Gannon, uh, Mr. McGannon over there running the show. So um, head over to Patreon and check us out. Um, if you like the show, what we do, that is the absolute best way to support us. Uh, throw us a few bucks to help with the hosting costs. And, uh, you know, we, we try and make sure that you get your value back. We've got... Um, We've got those Legend of Zelda bonus episodes at the $5 tier, and even at the $1 tier, man, you get the virtual theater theme, you get the show notes, and uh, you get the outtakes, which Goo and I kind of peek behind the scenes here, but we just chatted about some video game stuff, some wrestling stuff for like the last 20 minutes, so you get all of that good stuff, so consider heading over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater and uh, checking us out, isn't that Yeah, unfiltered outtakes, you just get a bunch of... uh great raw conversation there you'll love it if you like the show uh let's talk about some video game news actually i'm sorry before we talk about some video game news i forgot to plug our discord of course which is where you can go and hang out with 
fellow uh, movie connoisseurs, video game connoisseurs. You can get all of our latest episodes, um, all that good stuff. You can chat with some pals if you're if you're cooped up inside and, and looking for some human interaction. Come hang out with us over on Discord. And uh, you can talk with Goo and I and uh, the virtual theater team. We're always pretty active over there. So uh, if you're not already, make sure that you are a part of that community because I think we've got a pretty solid crew. Yeah, yep. And we're there's people who've been also watching the movies along and we get to kind of see everyone's initial reactions to stuff like today's movie. And it's a lot yes. of fun to witness in real time. This This movie in particular... I was just like, okay, guys, like you, you got to watch this before you listen to the episode because it's not what you think. Yes, and and that's that's a spoiler. This movie is not what you think. Let's talk about some video game news though before we dive into Dragon Quest here. Um, speaking of dragons, Dragon's Lair, yes, is uh, allegedly getting a live action uh, adaptation starring one Ryan Reynolds, yeah. who is uh, making his second video game movie. Uh, appearance after the smash hit that was detected yeah i guess so and i guess if you're gonna count this new free guy is it the free guy movie which is kind of a video game not an adaptation but he's just in that world now i guess i don't know is that that movie's not out yet is it i think it was supposed to come out in like july but who knows now i don't think they've said anything about i'm not like following the free guy (laughs) movie announcements or anything (laughs) but who knows I feel like that movie in particular would be like a great one for them to just be like, ah, you know what? Here it is on Netflix. Like, just or maybe you can rent it for ten bucks yeah. rather than like delay it. You know? Yeah, that 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 is a good. Right. No offense to Ryan Reynolds, he's he's a movie star, but he makes a lot of uh, Netflix worthy movies. I think. Yeah, in fact, I hundred percent. I think I saw because this is going to be a Netflix movie. I think this is going to be his sixth Netflix movie. I think I read that somewhere. Wow. Don't quote me. Google it, though, because I'm pretty sure I saw that. Um, so, you know, I guess it's a good He's fit. He's going for Adam Sandler's record there. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's going to make some of that Netflix money. Yeah. Did you ever um, did you ever play Dragon's Lair? I, I have to be honest. I'm, like, completely <laughs> ignorant as to what it is. I only kind of know that it's, like, a kind of cartoony Yeah. Well, game. so the that's the first noticeable thing about it, because it is, like, a an old arcade game but it has this like hand-drawn cartoon style i um i think don bluth is the name of the guy who did a lot of the animation he worked f- for disney as a while uh, for a while and he also directed that movie secret of nim which is like a a fantasy movie animated movie but anyway it's got this very distinct you look at it and it looks kind of like a classic disney medieval fantasy animation it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. but what it is is it's kind of interesting for an arcade game is basically it's pretty simple you go into like this this lair this you know in this castle you're going around and every room you go into you just kind of have to it's like quick time events almost you just hit a direction or an attack and then they you know then they play the animation and you go forward and you can die really easily by just not hitting the right thing. It's, you know, kind of kind of cruddy game by like modern standards, but it was just kind of it's kind of a cool, you know, attraction that they ever made it. So it's kind of a it's kind of a fun part of video game history, I think. And you know, mm. it's a very simple story. It's like a knight saving a princess. So I think that always could make for a good adaptation cuz 
you know, there's not a lot of like lore to mess up. You know, you can kind of do your own thing. And I'm guessing with Ryan and Reynolds, that's probably what they'll do. They'll probably have some. I don't know. It might the humor might be bad, but <laughs> they'll probably add some more humor. It's already pretty funny, but they'll probably add some humor and stuff to it too. So I think it could be promising. Just doing um, a quick bit of googling here. It actually it looks like speaking of the Legend of Zelda cartoon, it looks like um, thirteen half hour episodes were produced and aired on the ABC network from September eighth, nineteen eighty four. To 1985, so it's kind of had its uh, adaptation before. So that's uh, there you go. Learn something new every day. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think there's promise to it. I, for me personally, I think it'll probably come down to if you like the Ryan Ryan Reynolds kind of humor, which yeah. I'm I'm mixed on. I thought like that wasn't the best choice for Detective Pikachu, but then when I saw it, it ended up being pretty good in terms of the humor so i'll i'll you know i'll go with it that's that's a great way to put it actually last little thing that i wanted to plug is uh we actually at goo i don't know why i wasn't thinking i don't know why i didn't ask you to join me but over on uh the other channel the omega metroid podcast we just did a show about what a metroid movie would look like and we're going to revisit the subject so i think that you need to come and uh maybe hang out with dak and i when when we do that but we kind of laid out the very like the blueprint ideas for how we think that could work. So it, it's kind of virtual theater esque. Um, if you want to go in and check that out, uh, you can definitely do so over on Podbean. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun to do because I've heard all kinds of different pitches for it. And I would love to hear, you know, your take on it because you guys are the experts on the game. So, yeah, it was uh, it was very much my my pitch was for like a general audience that didn't know metroid uh-huh. and his pitch was for like the hardcore metroid fans so it was kind of interesting to see the dichotomy there so yeah cool goo unless there's anything that we have missed are you ready to uh to finally get going here on dragon <laughs> yeah, quest? let's get into this movie all right so dragon quest your story which as i was kind of saying yesterday um it kind of like reminds me of a choose your own adventure movie title and i didn't get it when i like saw the subtitle yeah when i heard that i saw i think i do now yeah now i definitely do it's when i saw netflix i saw i thought that too because i was thinking oh is this a uh what a bandersnatch or whatever that was one of those type of things i don't know is is the name i I don't even want to say anything if you haven't watched the movie you should watch it before listening to us we're about to spoil this thing like 100 percent actually unless i just want to re-emphasize that if you have not watched this movie, go watch it before you listen to this show. We don't usually recommend that for the movies that we cover, but this one, we're recommending it because <laughs> I I really, I think that if you watch it without any previous knowledge, what happens will elevate it yeah. to, yeah, to another level, I think for sure. No. <laughs> um, and that's... That's all I want to say without spoiling it, but, like, please watch this movie. It's not what you yeah. think. I think from this point out he, on, we'll, let's lift yeah. the spoiler, because we might hint at it, so. Okay, <laughs> so spoilers are off. So, big fucking alarm. Again, this is your last chance. This movie is not what you think. Even as you're watching it, and it is what you think, stay with it, because it's not. So. That's it. It's over. Oh. 
Spoilers lifted. We're we're past the wall, right? We're past the spoiler. I, wall. I don't want to talk about it yet, but I do. Th- the whole time we've been saying this, it's really funny to me because I feel like you're gonna watch about an hour and a half of this movie and be like, "What the fuck are <laughs> yeah. they talking about?" <laughs> I know, right? Because it's so like, most, like straightforward. Otherwise, you know. In Discord, Linkaria was saying, like, I've heard it's pretty mediocre. And I was like, you know what? It it really is, like, for a lot of the movie. Like, it's pretty, like, for, like, 90, 95% of yeah. it, it's just like, yeah, this is, like, this is kind of what it is. That, you know? That's what I meant by, like, I was not looking forward to talking about this. Because the whole time I'm watching it and I was like, this is one of the most uninteresting movies we've watched. And I almost <laughs> have nothing to say about it. Uh, but now I do, so I guess that's good. Well, let's uh, let's get into some notes and and let's talk about it. Sure. Um, this was released July sixteenth, twenty nineteen, over on Netflix. It is still on Netflix. If you uh, are interested in going and watching it again, watch this fucking thing before you <laughs> listen to the show. Last warning. Um, so this movie is based on the fifth Dragon Quest game, and it's like a straight up adaptation. And uh, I thought that this was, like, kind of curious because I was doing some research into Dragon Quest because I've never played any. Although, Corey kind of convinced me to get on the uh, the Dragon Quest XI yeah. train, which I was telling you, I think, I think I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm, I've been but, playing it and I'm going to keep doing it too, so. So, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at Dragon Quest V and I'm like, okay, is this, like, a particularly beloved entry in the series? Kind of like Final Fantasy VII? Or like what made them pick this? And I like I couldn't find anything really that stuck out. Cause it, see it was originally released in like nineteen ninety-two or something like that. Um it's the second game in what's called the uh Zenithian trilogy. So like it's not even a starting point. It just seemed like a really odd game to be the focus on. And actually it this game, Dragon Quest V, was never even released in North America at all until like mm. 2009 on the DS. So like it, it was, um, it was a strange game to pick for an adaptation to me. Yeah. Well, this was, I think a primarily or originally made for the Japanese audience. So that might be a right. factor though. I don't know if you didn't see anything, if it's not big there, I don't know. I think all those, I think the whole series is pretty beloved by people though. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I never hear about one that people are like, that's a really bad one or anything. So maybe it's just like, you know, oh, those are all just classic games. I don't know. I don't know enough about the series as a whole. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. And, and like, it's very, um, it's very comparable to Final Fantasy. But it's like, if you were to make a Final Fantasy movie, like a Netflix Final Fantasy movie, in my mind, you would either make... A original movie, which is kind of like what they did with the Spirits Within, or you would make like a movie based on the newest game, or like like Final Fantasy VII. You'd make another one of those, yeah, or, or something like that, because it's coming out. So like, it seemed curious to me that they picked Dragon Quest V, and I couldn't really find like a particular reason mm-hmm. why they did that, especially because this game takes place over like what is it like forty fucking years or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in the movie. <laughs> Of a there's, lot of time covered. There's a lot, yes. Um, this is kind of funny, and actually, over in our Discord earlier, we were 
we were talking about uh, whether you should watch this with the English dub or if you should watch it with the uh, Japanese uh, audio with the English subtitles. Um, obviously, Goo, I think you know what camp I fall in. Okay, yeah. But so I guess for this film, they actually recorded like the characters' mouths and visuals um, twice. So like, or no, the actors recorded their shit twice, actually. So the the dialogue was recorded first, and then the characters' mouths and expressions were created to match it, which I guess is not how anime is usually done. And then like the actors like redid their dialogue like more than two years later. That seems like really fucked up to me. Weird. You could definitely tell while watching this that like the mouth was not meant to line up with the English <laughs> words. That was kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's bonkers, actually. And I was going to bring this up later, but I'll just bring it up now. So there's a point in the movie where um, they were saying a character's name and I and I couldn't quite get it. So I rewound it and I listened again. And I still couldn't quite get it. And I rewound it and I turned on the captions so that I could see the name. And if you watch this movie, Goo, with the captions on, it's completely different. Like, oh, it's completely different. But so like the gist of what they're saying is the same, but the words are like totally different. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's I've never seen that before. And I was just, I thought it was so funny because like um, instead of a character, like if a character is saying out loud, like, um, sorry, I'm late, uh, the subtitle would read like it took me a while. Hey, or like something like that. I've definitely it was just, it was seen bizarre. that before, but it's usually been in more. I don't even want to say bootleg things, but like not something that's like on Netflix, you know? Yeah, like it's it's because of translation or whatever, but like that is super weird. And I tested it, this though, like throughout the whole movie, because there is like still a <laughs> bunch of names that I didn't fucking get. So like I'm, wow. I'm turning on the captions and like the whole thing, it's like it's almost like they translated it literally from Japanese, but then like kind of you know how when you translate something literally, but it you kind of Americanize it and make it fit and flow a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they translated it verbatim, but then, like, didn't update the... Sub- I don't know. It was just really weird. Yeah, that's weird. I, that's weird, because I feel like the captioning... I don't know. I guess I'd be interested to hear how what their process was. Yep. Um, <laughs> another weird thing that I thought stuck out to me as even a casual, casual like I don't even want to say fan of Dragon Quest but like so when I think of Dragon Quest I think of um Dragon Ball Z and that that art style or that anime style cuz mm. they use the same artist whose name I can't remember and our listeners are probably going to kill me. <laughs> no it's uh they can kill you but it's uh, Akira Toriyama. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude if I don't know it seems like a natural to me if you're going to make a Dragon Quest movie to to make it like in uh, that vein 100%. Instead of just, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought that was like, I don't know. I thought that was awful (laughs) that they didn't do that, (laughs) Uh, especially because, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know if this was originally made to be on Netflix or what, but I feel like Netflix dumps a lot of money on things, (laughs) you know, like like how could they not get him to design these characters? Like, that's that's what I was thinking the whole time was. Like, was this just so they did not have to credit and pay him? Is <laughs> That was my theory. Because they're based on characters who he's already done designs for, you know? Yeah. So, like, they wouldn't even have to 
you know, get him to come up with new characters, it doesn't seem, unless I'm mistaken. So, but to me, it seems like maybe it's just changed enough. So, like, because he's not in the credits of this movie, because, you know, they didn't use his designs. So, I thought that was pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, the movie looked okay for what it was, but it, it looked a bit more generic. It was definitely lacking a little extra something. Uh, yeah, you make a good point. Like, and I was gonna say, like, it's it's too bad because it's weird and it's noticeable, but it's too bad because like the movie actually looks quite good. Like, it's animated really well. I would, um, I would love to see a and like a beautifully rendered uh, Akira Toriyama design, you know, in a movie like this. So you know, I've you only have ever yeah. seen that in like like three D designs of his in like crappy dbz games and stuff you know so i'd love to see something that had some a budget and you know some art direction behind it i don't know like what do you think costs more like doing what netflix did or kind of what you just described because to me like the cheaper option even if they wanted to make like like a straight up like 1998 pokemon style anime just or like a dragon ball z style anime like that seems like it would be cheaper to me than doing this whole 3d gimmick that they did yeah i think so i don't i guess but i don't I, I mean know, yeah. what the fuck do i know but <laughs> yeah we're not experts <laughs> we're just we're just fans not experts but uh yeah, i just thought it was know. weird yeah it's definitely like a huge missed opportunity when for a lot of people i'm i'm just like you where that's my first go-to with with thinking about dragon quest i have a friend who like it's one of his favorite series he has a a slime tattoo even he owns a ton of books on the on the art style and the like designs of toriyama like it's like probably the most the coolest thing about the series to, to me yeah in my opinion it's weird <laughs> it's it's weird because you know this it looks great but it it just doesn't uh I don't know. It's like it's it's like it's missing heart almost. I yeah. Even though it looks great. I I I agree. I agree. It, it's like it technically looks good, but it it's a yeah, what you said, missing heart. Well, the last bit of weird news which uh this this is like really strange to me, but here we go. In December of 2019, the novelist Sayori Kumi uh for Dragon Quest 5 filed a lawsuit against the producers of the film claiming that the characters' names she came up with in the novel were being used in the film without permission. Now, I'm no lawyer, but as I'm reading this, I'm just like, hold up. So I'm assuming that Square Enix probably licensed out um, Dragon Quest V to be adapted into this adaptation. So, like, how the fuck would a novelist who probably also had that same license be able to sue the producers for using names that she created while licensing out the, I don't know, it, to me, I just read that and I was like, huh? Oh, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I would have to know more about how that all works, you know? So, like, her novel is based on the game? The novelization of the game, is that? Yeah. So she created, uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny that they were getting sued. Yeah, like, that's... not that long ago. Well, that... Well, I don't know. If there is something to it, that would lend some credence to my suspicion of them not wanting to pay people. But, you know, that's that's just my conspiracy theory. 
fuck, maybe maybe she named the virus. Who knows? And gave a name. <laughs> That's <laughs> a pretty crucial character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're we're finally here. Let's talk about the movie uh, itself. And when I pressed play on Netflix, I was sitting down, and I was just like, you know. This feels like one of those movies where they're going to be like hitting you right over the head with exposition, like hot and heavy. Yeah. And I think that I think that my intuition was correct because there's a lot to take in in the first couple minutes. There was, but I don't know. I I kind of tuned. I was I almost immediately. And I'm sorry, but I almost immediately started tuning everything out and I could almost tell like when they're going through all this stuff, I'm like, how much could this really matter to the movie? You know, not to, not to take away from the story of the original game. You know, I I don't think this seems like a good story, but I was like, I feel like this isn't going to be hard to fight. Like, I, I don't know. The movie ends up being very straightforward beyond this weird lore dump in the beginning. So it was just kind of like, eh, whatever. To your point, like, when when I'm sitting there and listening to the intro, like, they spout off, like, Zenithian bloodline, there's an evil mage, and, like, there's a holy sword and a heavenly hero, and, like, all this, all these kind of key words that you see. Mm. I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, this would probably be a really cool video game to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking that throughout the whole movie is, like, I don't know how this is as a movie, but, like, I bet you the game is really good. Like, with some space to breathe, you know? Yeah, gen- generals, generally speaking, um, this movie has, like, it's like a breakneck pace, and there's, like, a million things in it. But Yes. But, again, it's it's weird, because it's not like, oh, there's too many things, and I can't tell what's going on. It's just, like, there's so many things that you're like, okay, they have this in here, this in here, this in here. It feels... Like you're getting cliff notes, like you said, from the game. So it's not hard to follow necessarily because the story, it seems like the story makes sense and everything or or whatever. But it's just like they never get to spend enough time on anything for it to really sink in and for it to really matter, you know? Yeah, there's a... The movie almost feels like one big montage. And as we're going to see, there is a lot of montages in this movie. There are montages and just in general time (laughs) jumps where it's like, and now it's later, you know. Um, One thing that I did think was really cool is that how the movie starts off and it's like the 16 bit game, which I I thought was kind of I thought that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, And it's like showing you like it's kind of a montage in and of itself, actually, it's like kind (laughs) of catching you up on like all these these people and like. So you meet baby Luca, baby Luca is born and like, he's kind of, um, he's meeting a bunch of people. There's a bunch of footage of the game and like, he's getting a cat and he's traveling with his dad. And like, I I thought that that whole thing was actually pretty cool. There's some stuff there. And, uh, at the end of the movie that is definitely leaning more into, uh, the like, Hey, fun nostalgia. It's a video game stuff, Mm -hmm. which I think could be you know, an interesting route to go. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really come to fruition here. I don't think. One thing that I didn't like, um, is that they didn't just translate the text in like the actual text box to English. They just had subtitles. Yeah. I, I thought that yeah. that was, I thought that was kind of lame. Cause I was like, this would be such a cool effect. And like, it is a cool effect with the 16 bit intro, but like, 
kind of it loses a little bit of that coolness if like you can't read what's in the text box and you got to look at like the old Netflix like you know the, yellow. There was so much captions. text on the screen in general. Yeah, it was like it looked kind of weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is this is the general gist, and I think the important thing to uh, to pick up from this intro here. So baby Luca is born. Um, and his mom, Maida, is immediately, like, abducted right after. Mm. So, Luca is traveling with his dad, Pancras, and a cat named Percy, that is P-U-R-R-C-Y, <laughs> because of course it is, hey, to oh. basically try and free his mom. And yes. it should be noted that in, I think, every Dragon Quest game, you the, the main character has no name. So, like, by them giving the main character a name is kind of like... It, it didn't really seem like much at the time when I'm watching it, but, but like looking back, I was like, okay, this is, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than just like the hero <laughs> or whatever. It, it, even like the way that this movie goes about that. I like it's so much of this movie, like when you kind of look at it in hindsight is, is kind of cool the way that they do some of these things. It's kind of cool. And it could be, it could have been, maybe more interesting but i don't you know i don't know how you could have done it but they could have done something with it yes they could have <laughs> um all right so we uh we get our intro there the, the video game stuff is over we're into the animation and we get uh, our second montage of the movie and this montage has pankrats which is a fucking awesome name by the way yeah and, and I, that is I was from thinking the game. that too yeah that was a hard as hell name <laughs> Uh, so he's basically training Luca, and I think um, I think we see about ten years in between here. So Luca is now like what ten years old or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Luca meets some little fucker named Prince Harry, and these dudes are like immediately, immediately captured by a bunch of dragons. Like within two seconds of them meeting. Yeah, breakneck and, uh, pace. <laughs> like actually, breakneck pace. Like there is. There's no time to slow down for anything in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our boy Pankratz has to go and uh, rescue him. Actually, that's that's actually literally my my next note is like this is shot so fast and so like the pace is just so breakneck. It's it's the whole thing feels like a montage. It's funny that we already said that. Yep. No, it's and that's just going to be the theme of the rest of this, I think. Um, so here we go. We have an evil wizard. His name is Ladia, and uh, he is the one who captured Prince Harry and Luca. And uh, Ladia has two minions that kind of remind me of the dudes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I okay. can't remember their names. Uh, but the ones that Seamus played, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Yeah. Did you kind of get those <laughs> vibes at all? A little bit. Yeah. They're like um, very like colorful animal henchmen so i totally see that i thought they looked kind of cool actually so i i know i think they look cool too one of them was like kind of like this horse rabbit thing he looked dope yeah like i didn't wild bright colors yeah they look cool i didn't really understand this scene so like pankrats is this like wicked warrior <laughs> he hits hard he kicks ass but then like as soon as he knows that um his son is captured he like he sucks he just like like, he just basically gets his ass kicked. It, it feels weird to me. I don't even... To be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, so much was going... I, it wasn't even, like... Like I said, I, I was just, like, 
okay, then that happened. They got caught, you know. And they just like was... jump years ahead too, so it it was easy to forget about like what just happened. That I just kind of accepted it. Yeah, that that's fair. It, and it, I don't know. It it was weird. He just like literally sucks. Um, Ladia the wizard like fireballs his ass, and then like he's dead. That's it. He's just that's all. Not as good as yeah. They just didn't give him anything. I guess. Yeah, um, I actually at this point the the kid who played Luca when he was screaming. Holy shit. Oh yeah. That was that was rough. Yeah, that was even I noticed that. <laughs> that was awful. That fucking kid makes Zapdos sound like Avril Lavigne. See, maybe you made the wrong choice in watching the English version. Uh, oh god, I can't even imagine <laughs> what the Japanese version sounded like. Maybe it is better. I actually I don't think it could be worse. So maybe you're right. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, anybody who's watched the Japanese version, rate that on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being absolutely ear-piercingly <laughs> awful, and let me know. Because I think that's like a solid 9. From, uh, from Zapdos to... <laughs> yeah. Zapdos or Luca? Who's worse? There you go, yeah. Yeah, so, um, there you go. Pankratz is dead, and Ladia captures, uh, Luca and Harry, and we skip 10 years into the yes. future now. They've they've been slaves for ten years. Yeah. So we 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 have no time to slow down whatsoever. We got things to do, places to pee, and uh, looks like these guys have just been worked to the bone every day for ten years. So, kind of sucks to be them. It was like, I don't know if it was here or like a little bit, maybe like a couple minutes later. Whenever there's like another time jump, where I was starting to wonder like, what is this movie gonna be about? You know, like it, it kept feeling like set up for what the movie is. But then I just realized, like, it's just so much that it is all going to the whole movie feels like set up until the end, till it's like the final battle. You know, and this is another reason why I was just like, it's so curious that they picked Dragon Quest five for an adaptation, because like, let's say if you adapted Final Fantasy seven, like that game takes place over. I don't know, what do you, what, like, maybe a couple months, maybe? Mm -hmm. If that? Even then. Whereas, like, this, yeah, this is, like, years. Even then, you'd still have the problem of, like, what do you include, you know? Like, that's right. that's always going to be a problem. But then, yeah, this, where it's, like, literal generations pass, and there's, like, by the end of it, you're getting to the grandchildren. Like, it made me think a little bit of Dragon Ball Z and how you follow, you know, like, Goku <laughs> through a generation you know from his to his you know offspring and it's like this would make like maybe a better manga or like tv show you know all right so so luca and prince harry are prisoners at this establishment for 10 years literally 10 years and all of a sudden they meet this dude randomly in front of them he's like hey you want to escape pretend you're dead and they'll throw you in a barrel over a waterfall and I'm I'm sitting to myself and like I know I shouldn't, but I'm just like, why the fuck wouldn't you think of this like like <laughs> nine and a half years earlier? That's what I would do. Right? I, like, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was I don't know. it was very uh I got when they're in that room, I it was like I got the Hobbit vibes when they were like sneaking out in barrels, you know. I kinda got that, but I also kinda got the um the House of the Dead vibes, because like 
Luca literally like puts shit on their faces, <laughs> and it reminded me of shit guy. Oh, it was yeah, shit guy represent. We were also like they're also like now it's you know it's like oh we're we're such long friends or whatever. But again, there's just not been like like any time to buy or establish this. So like there are emotional beats in the movie where it like sort of requires you to believe or be convinced of their friendship. And it's just sort of like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of, I don't even know if I agree with that, but we'll, we'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, So they, they make their escape. They cover themselves with shit. They stink. They go into barrels. Uh, If it was me, actually, I would have just maybe distracted the guards and just like jumped over that waterfall. Mm-hmm. But uh, whatever, they they go in the barrel. This thing is like 3,000 feet long. This is the biggest waterfall I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty, but they get it's out pretty of there, sweet, actually. <laughs> they they escape, and uh, they're rescued by some old dude named Dr. Aegon. Goo, I have a question <laughs> for you. Did you notice anything about Dr. Aegon? Um, no, actually, but mostly because I was like, didn't catch his name. I didn't catch his name either until I I like literally just put it together before we started recording. Okay, okay. Well, they say they say something later, like later in the movie, they just straight out explain it, and I was like, oh, that was his name. Do they? I I thought I was being really clever. No, Maybe not that no. Clever. I swear, I swear, a character in the movie goes like, oh, of course, Doctor Aegon is, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> Where's uh, doc- Dr. Acula? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yep. terrible. Alright, so uh, old Doc Aegon there is telling him about uh, this guy named Nimzo. And Nimzo. <laughs> Listen, Nimzo. <laughs> what a good name. <laughs> I would sue for that name, for sure. Uh, Old, old Nimzo there, he's the ultimate bad guy, and oh, no. uh, with a name like Nimzo, how could you not be, right? Yeah, he sounds demented. Uh, call me Nimzo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Alright, so old, old Nimzo, he's the ultimate bad guy. That's basically, I think, all that they learned from Dr. Aegon, <laughs> and uh, they, they, they get out of there. And I think that's it from that scene. So long. So now... Now they're going back home, and I have a couple questions. First of all, so Prince Harry is like a prince, obviously, and I'm just like, wouldn't like the the kingdom that he's the prince of come looking for him? That Pro- didn't make any sense. I to mean, me. if we had more time to get into it, we would probably see that. But maybe that's a side quest in the game. Yeah, this would be good uh, if there's anyone who is like a big fan of the series. There's going to probably be a lot of times where our confusion maybe could be solved by, you know, having more of the game knowledge. So feel free to mm-hmm. let us know what like I feel. I bet if that if that is the case, like you could probably watch this and like not have a problem because you like know the answer. You know what I mean? Kind of like watching Advent Children, I feel like was for me. OK, yeah, I can see that. Not not that this was hard to follow, but it just feels it like begs, like you said, it begs a lot of questions, I think. Uh, yeah, if if anyone listening to this is uh, is knowledgeable about Dragon Quest V, 
we desperately need someone with credibility to fill us in here because we don't know what the fuck <laughs> we're talking about. Come over to about. our Discord and <laughs> yeah. smack us around. <laughs> All right, so this is what I'm talking about when I say I don't even know if I agree with you about Harry because, like, like I kind of thought that they were, like, these really great friends. They've been through a lot in the last 10 years, but they get to Harry's kingdom and uh, Luca's like, okay, I'm going back home to look for my mom. And Harry's just like, okay, see ya. And like, that's it. Yeah. They just spent, they spent the last 10 years together. They were slaves together, this traumatic event. And they're just like, okay, see ya. I thought for sure that Harry was going to be like, you know what? I'm coming with you. I ha- and that that was going to be our party. I thought that too. And, but then he established, he was like, you know, if you ever need anything. So I was like, okay, he's going to come back. Which he does like just right at the end. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Yeah. I was expecting like, okay, here's the RPG. We're getting our party together. <laughs> you know, like I that's that might be when um the thought crossed my mind too of like, what is this movie about? Because I thought like, oh, if we haven't like assembled our like group or whatever, like, what are we doing? You know, right? It it felt really weird because like you mentioned, like Harry does come back later, but like he comes back so much later in this movie like literally probably 20 years or so maybe not 20 years but a lot like at least 10 years in the movie's like timeline down the road but like so long for the audience too that i was like who the fuck is this like if they wouldn't have said his name i would have had no idea this probably makes more sense in the game too or like feels more satisfying in the game at least yeah i don't know harry he was just kind of okay i feel like in this movie but like you're right because it's like I feel like we should be assembling our party and our main objective is to take down old Nimzo here. But like, as we see the movie kind of takes like a very different turn coming up here pretty quick. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird, mm-hmm. but I guess, you know, you're probably <laughs> right. It probably makes, again, this probably plays out better as a video game than it does as a movie. Yeah. A more long form story for sure. Um, okay, so Luca finally gets back home and he finds an old diary of his dad and um, Pankratz had wrote down in his journal that his mom, Maida, is a Zenithian and has that sacred bloodline the movie was talking about at the beginning and that Pankratz thought Luca was the heavenly hero destined to save the world. So this is a lot going on. We are 18 minutes into this movie and... Um, at this point, I had been watching for about 45 minutes, just trying to keep track of all this information. <laughs> I, I, and I, I said what I thought, but I also, what crossed my mind was, I'm so glad that Andy is coming in with the notes for this. Because <laughs> if you asked me to recap this movie, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> it's just, it's on top of, just on top of the fact that there's so many plot points, but also that I just, like, uh, this far into it it's it's a struggle it i i feel like i sort of was given permission by the movie not to like care too deeply about a lot of things if that makes sense it does and it's like it's like the movie so far is very very lukewarm yeah like it's it's just like it's not bad it's not great it's just you know and the- it is it's there then I sort of had I was going back and forth on it at this point, too, where I was like, well, maybe this is like pr- primarily for kids. So, like, maybe I shouldn't, you know, I'm not I'm art. I don't want to be too critical, I think. But then also like, OK, it's a 
if it's mainly for kids, also, like, you know, it's not going to be too challenging or anything. So I'm just going to kind of, just going to kind of, like, kick back and watch it and not think too hard on this stuff. But then, you know, the movie also is, like, pretty clearly for nostalgic Dragon Quest fans. So it's definitely supposed to be for older people, too. I don't know. I don't know. Even even like in retrospect, when you and I are telling people like watch this movie, it's not what you think. I'm a little bit worried that like they're gonna watch it and like they're 18 minutes in and they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like this kind of exactly. sucks. This was this you know this was an easy point to like give up on it because you know like okay the gears keep turning but like we're not establishing what this movie is like what the point of everything is. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll stay with us. Stay with us, and we'll get you to the good stuff. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Luca is back at home, and like, who's this Sancho character? Is that like his uncle or something? Yeah, his uncle like his, or his, his guardian. His yeah, yeah, it's like his dad's friend, maybe. But it definitely uh, avuncular vibes here. His mad uncle yes. energy. Um, so he he meets his mad uncle Sancho, who uh, <laughs> like literally. The, so Sancho literally tells Luca exactly where the legendary sword is, and Luca's he like starts pouting, and he's like, "I'm not going," and I'm I'm sitting there, I'm just like, "Fuck, this guy's a dweeb." Like I, I don't know <laughs> oh, if I like this guy at all. Luca, <laughs> were you kind of getting that? Uh, I don't I don't know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I kind of felt that way the whole movie or like I don't know this guy's kind of a jabroni but not specifically over that you know So this is I thought that this was weird because like literally the the exact next scene he's just like he's screaming how like he's going to go get that legendary sword <laughs> and I'm like what what changed um but the movie obviously doesn't care cuz like we have another montage it's him going through dungeons which I feel like um is kind of, you know, again, kind of makes me want to play the game and see that story kind of fleshed out a little bit more. Um, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna throw back though to a quick point on my Metroid show that we did. So my co-host, as I mentioned, was kind of arguing for the movie to take place during the Metroid timeline or like during a Metroid game itself, and I was kind of arguing for an original story. And at this point in the movie, as I'm watching it, I'm just like. This is why you make an original story so that you're not handcuffed by all this shit that you got to like have your character go do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so you don't need to just like have everything. You know what I mean? Yes. And there are certainly I'm sure and I'm not this is not like a knock against anyone who enjoyed this, but I feel like there are certain people who are totally happy to go to a movie that just like essentially reads to you a wikipedia summary of a story as opposed to like experiencing a story if that makes sense that's how that's how i felt about this where it was just like this happened then this happened then this happened and you could as a dragon quest fan be like yeah i remember this i remember that you know yeah i i think that that's like pretty (laughs) apropos way to put it actually like it that shit's kind of in there for the dragon quest fans that are like oh yeah that dungeon was cool yeah yeah, he's going around fighting monsters, and it's like, that's some of the fun part of the game, is, like, meeting all these cool different monsters and taking them down, but there's not really 
you know, there's not really um, any great singular like monster battle or in this. Well, there's there's some OK stuff, actually. I don't want to say that. Um, there's some. Yeah, there's some OK stuff, I think. Has its moments. Um, some cool things actually in this particular montage we get uh we get Percy the cat who's all grown up the dude's like a like a saber-toothed tiger and we also get a character named Goo yeah. or Gootrude. <laughs> Goo How fucking awesome was this? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm a fan of the the slime in general. I I think I've made I've made that uh my avatar before just just because of the connection. Not not personally, but just the name. So, shout out to Gootrude. Yeah, I I I heard Gootrude, and I was like Goo, and I just <laughs> called it Goo for the rest of the movie. You gotta have slimes, um, Th- though. Yeah, yeah that that was the closest to like having something that like looks like you know an original design from the game that's like just iconic and cool looking, but it still felt a little bit off too. I don't know why. Might be the eyes. Are the eyes a little bit different? I don't know. I think it looked more or less like a like a classic Dragon Quest slime. It's funny how, like, again, not knowing anything about Dragon Quest, like, I think of the anime art style, and I think of the slime. And, like, that's your... What? And, like, slimes are just <laughs> enemies that you fight in the game, right? It yeah. It would almost be like thinking of a Goomba from Mario. Yeah, well, I mean, the Goombas are even pretty iconic themselves, you know? Yeah. When you... You'll I I feel like I had this feeling playing Dragon Quest Eleven, like when you encounter these like cool three D rendered slimes in the game, it's like that's a good looking slime. Like it, it's it's just <laughs> a good feeling to see one. Here we go. Luca is journeying to the place where the Heavenly Sword is, and he meets Nira. And I guess he knows Nira from when he was a kid. He, uh, there's actually a lot of instances where, like, you meet characters in this movie. And, like, allegedly we met them in that 16-bit intro in the oh beginning God, of the movie. yeah. I was so, like, there where I was like, I haven't not been paying that much attention. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, there were times yeah. where I tuned it out a bit where I was, like, kind of like, okay, this is whatever. But then when we were meeting all these characters that he is like, remember being young? I was like, did that? Was that a character in the movie? I don't remember. I think that's where we met them. I know for sure we met Bianca there earlier. I don't know about Nira. I don't remember that. And it's the same same feeling I had about um, Eric. Was that his name? Green haired dude. Eric. Yeah. Where... Like, we're just told, like, they have this past and, you know, they care about each other. But, like, I feel like they just never really sell you on it or get it across, you know. So it's just like they they just tell you, you know, like, hey, I care about you. Remember, we were kids. We're, you know, you've he says to the other character at some point many times, like, you've stuck by by me to the end. But it's like, yeah, I've yeah. not witnessed that at all, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, again, I feel like it's probably one of those things in the video game that worked really well, but, like, just kind of didn't exactly translate yeah. over to the movie. Um, but nevertheless, he meets Nira. Um, Nira is is pretty roll-tied now, ten years later, and is looking, <laughs> her dad is looking for a suitor for her, and her dad has the heavenly sword, if you're still following mm. her, 
And whoever defeats this monster named Bjork can not only claim the heavenly sword. (laughs) I think that was his name, right? I think it was Bjorn. Bjork is like the Icelandic pop singer, right? I thought it was Bjork because it was like a bark because of the dog. Oh, is it Bjork? Fuck it. He's Bjork. Okay, no, maybe you're right. That's great. He's he's fucking Bjork now in virtual theater. <laughs> um, so actually, going back to Nira and Bianca, uh, I guess this is one of the big things in Dragon Quest V, the video game, that you can do. You can like pick which one you want to romance, um, which is kind of like ahead of its time. And actually, in the in the Dragon Quest V DS remake in two thousand nine, there's a third option that they add: Nira's older sister. Oh. So kind of kind of like a neat. Um, I don't know, kind of like a neat little little touch that the game innovated back then. I don't know of a lot of other games that were doing that. Yeah, what what was it? Early 90s, right? Like yeah, 92. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything, but I'm I'm sure there's some weird examples, but yeah, that's definitely like it, to me, it, I mean, you know, my mind immediately goes to Final Fantasy 7. So, right. You know, it it makes sense that I I think if you go throughout time you'll probably see where these two series kind of influenced each other so that would make a lot of sense too that they would maybe be inspired by this yeah definitely um so luca our boy it looks like he's and it looks like he's kind of crushing on nira a little bit they have some awkward dialogue but uh yeah nevertheless he he goes and he fights uh our boy bjork and he gets his ass kicked and um he meets another person from his past, the aforementioned Bianca, his other love interest and the other love interest in the game. You can either pick between Bianca or Nira, which is actually kind of cool again. Um, yeah, at this movie in hindsight. Oh, def- definitely. When, when it's put into that context later, it's a bit more interesting when it's happening now. I felt more like you did earlier when he was like whining about the sword. <laughs> yeah, or it's like. Why this guy's such a scrub? Like, why are you being like this? And again, I think probably with playing the game, you probably feel it more, which is why the hindsight, you know, the end works a little right. bit better. But with this, it's just like, you know, we got nothing about any of them. We don't. I don't feel a connection with either of them. So I'm just like, just pick one and let's let's keep going, guy. Pretty much. At at least I was just like, okay, I remember Bianca from that from that opening 16-bit intro because she gave him Percy, like the cat. So I was like, okay, I remember you. Okay. That's more than I could say for, for Nira. <laughs> Alright, that works, yeah. Um so anyways, they uh they go back and they're trying to get the sword from this monster named Bjork, and Bjork is like this big fucking dog, and he looks kind of—he kind of looks like a dog tree. I think that's how I described him yesterday. Dog tree. Yeah, you—you you texted me that, and I was—I had no idea what you were talking about, but now I, I know what you mean. Because I, I don't know, he—he's got like that tree kind of, kind of green skin. He's got like thing going yeah, on, like almost like moss on him or whatever. I was. Yeah, moss. Maybe moss would have been a better. Well, word. yeah. No, I see what you're saying. He's like kind of a dog tree dragon. He's no Doctor Agen, though. No, certainly not. <laughs> he look. He looks definitely not. He looks pretty cool. He looks more similar. Not again, like maybe a slightly off-brand version of the Toriyama design. Uh, it like made me want to go look it up because I was like, 
I bet he looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, so my, there's two big takeaways here. And, but my first big takeaway when I'm watching this is I I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn the, and, and I don't like criticizing people's like actual acting all that much, but like, God damn the, the voice acting here was like the drizzling shits. Just everybody was like shouting and screaming and it was so annoying. Ah. And I'm watching this scene and I, I can't remember what it was about this one particular scene, but man, I was just like, Oh yeah. I can only really remember the beginning part more so, but I, I believe you. <laughs> um, the other big takeaway is that Luca gets the heavenly sword and I apparently, uh, as far as the legend goes, only the heavenly hero can unsheath the heavenly sword, and Luca can't fucking do it, so he ain't no hero, he's just a scrub. Yeah, which I was like, okay, that's a, that's a plot twist, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to admit, I was like, I was um, Wikipediaing, uh, Wikipedia-ing, whatever, I was I was looking for information about like characters' names and stuff like that, and I kind of stumbled across the. And I was looking for information on the actual game as well, like Dragon Quest V. So at this point, I I saw, not even really a spoiler because like who cares? But I saw who the legendary hero was, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I, so I, I at this point I already knew like that he wasn't the hero, but I knew who was. Yeah, and I think even go like going a little bit fo- forward, it's like okay. I can see how this is going to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, I love this line from Bjork, the the tree dog here, where he's just like, it's barbecue time, because it reminded <laughs> me of the two towers when the uh, the Urukai is just like, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. I, uh, I don't know why, but that tickled me. <laughs> I actually got a chuckle out of that, too. I, I find saying it's whatever time is usually pretty funny. Yeah. It made me think of... Uh, <laughs> Zelda cartoon though. Oh boy, smooching time. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Um, so this is actually kind of a cool little nod to the video game Dragon Quest V here. So Luca defeats Bjork and um Bjork pledges his allegiance to him. So in Dragon Quest V, one of the big things that you can do is recruit monsters to fight for you. So like kind of think like Pokemon where like you can, um, you know, recruit the monsters that you're fighting against and they join your party. So again, kind of like uh, Dragon Quest V, the video game, the more I was looking into it, sounds like it was like probably a really cool game, like ahead of its, uh, you know, ahead of its time with a lot of like pretty neat innovations. Yeah, I again, it just makes me want to be like, get actually get into this and try some of it because it's like, I don't know, it's a. Dragon Quest isn't as, like, talked about by as many now. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy kind of uh, <laughs> eclipsed it or something. But it's, I don't know, to me, it seems like a series that I would personally be really into. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I think I am. I'm, I'm going to get Dragon Quest Eleven. I'll play Persona <laughs> 5 after. Um, okay, so we're back. And uh, since Luca has defeated Bjork and got the hero back, he gets to marry Nira. And uh, Nira's kind of like your typical shy girl. Bianca's kind of like your typical sarcastic girl. And uh, neither one of them really has anything to them. But we get this like weird scene where Bianca's trying to help him propose. And like um, he finally does it, but it's really awful. And he starts talking about how great Bianca is. 
And at this point in the movie, I'm just like, okay, well, like, so the main, the main thing here is like finding his mother and like saving the world. But like, this is definitely veering into like more of a like romance kind of who's he going to pick story. Like it kind of was like going in like two different directions, almost it seemed, or like taking a really big side turn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I just feel like the ground, yeah, the groundwork wasn't laid for it really and then he finally like when one of them is finally like joins his party essentially i was like oh uh, like are we going now is this the adventure i don't know i yep. i guess that was just the montage earlier like we were already on the adventure but i just really didn't feel like like we were establishing what the what the end goal end game was you know it, it seemed to me like this was a side quest in the game, even though it probably wasn't. Yeah, no, it probably like, was. Not, it seems like no. this was a side quest where it's like, OK, well, like, since we know that we got to get to the point later where he has a son, we need to include this in our movie, even though it's not like the focus of I, I don't know. It, it, it feels weird. And again, I'm hoping that the people that are listening to this are just like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? This movie is exactly what I think it is, which is. Yeah, again, that's fine. I feel like. Again, for me, you could have probably made a better movie if you just cut some of this out and just focused on a few of the characters, maybe like him and Eric and uh, who's who's the one who like travels with them that he ends up marrying. I'm bad with the names, but like maybe the three of them, you know, I, I still don't know who Eric is. <laughs> is it Eric? I don't know. Who's the group? There, so there's Harry, the dude he was captured with. Oh my god. There's Bianca. There is uh Why do I keep saying uh, Eric? <laughs> Harry is who I'm thinking of. I don't know why I think his name's Eric. Um You're you're thinking Little Mermaid, Prince Eric. Exactly. Eric is just a good name for a prince. But yeah, anyway, my point is th- maybe that is goes to my point, is like I just you don't connect with any of the characters enough and you know, maybe they could have honed in on some of that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, just a weird mishmash of stuff and no depth really to anything in particular because they're trying to get so much of this shit into the movie. Right. And I think that this this kind of um, like the, the positioning of these two stories kind of really highlights that to me mm-hmm. when I was watching this. Um, anyways, let's keep it moving along here. Bianca's really drunk, which is kind of funny. And, uh, uh, our boy Luca's going to bed and this old witch or this old, I don't know, witch, I guess would be the best term, sneaks into his room and gives him a potion that will reveal his true desires. (laughs) And I'm watching this just like, what the fuck? But Luca drinks it and he realizes that he can't marry Nira. Because he's already in love with Bianca. God damn. So he uh, he ditches Nira. Nira's dad is really pissed. But uh, gives him the heavenly sword anyways. And uh, our boy pops the question to Bianca in a bar. What a stud. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you want to say he's a stud, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you. But again, it was another moment that was played real big. But I was just like, okay, <laughs> fine. I, I was just like, why are all these people like applauding and cheering? Aren't they supposed to be mad that he just ditched out on Nira? They don't care. I don't they know. just love a they good. Don't, they don't give they a love fuck. a good scene. Yeah. He makes a big scene out of it. 
Like it's yeah. um how about this for Nira too? Her her arc is complete because it's revealed she is the old witch that gave uh gave Luca the potion because she could just tell that his heart belongs to <laughs> someone else. Uh I f- yeah, I don't know about you, but they could have again, they could have <laughs> just cut this character out of the movie and it would have been fine. I, I think so. And the king, I don't know. Maybe they just like show up for the sword and do something, I don't know. The only reason that I think she's in this movie in hindsight after is because of what we get to at the end of the movie. And and like in that sense, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool when you think about because, you know, what that kind of thing is in real right. life. But it doesn't matter in this movie. No, you know what? Uh, shout out to Nira. She's a good girl. She'll probably find someone far less of a scrub than Luca to marry. Yeah, he he wishes that upon her, and I, so I just hope that comes true. Uh, well, here we go. We have uh, yet another montage yep. in this movie, and uh, we're having a baby. Luca and Bianca are uh, are pregnant, and I did some research. In the games, it actually looks like they have twins. They have a boy and a girl, but luckily for us, the movie trimmed it down to just <laughs> wow. a boy. Can you imagine what if there if there was another kid in here that you had to like kind of give personality traits to and like just ugh. <laughs> to give personality traits that would be well I use that I use that lightly and a name like Eric or something <laughs> <laughs> for another name for me to forget uh, so this kid's name is Alice like A L U S what kind of fucking name is that is it it's Al I thought it was Atlas for some reason. <laughs> See, I don't know anybody's name. What? Okay. Uh, you know, that's not true. You know, Gutrude. Oh, how, how could I forget? Right. Um. So just as baby Alice is born, uh, and actually, I should also mention that you name your kid in Dragon Quest Five. So this is another, this is another name that the movie just gives this character, which makes you wonder where name came from in the context of the ending of the movie but we'll get there yeah um out of nowhere a bunch of monsters attack luca's house uh uncle sancho rides off with alice but bianca and percy get attacked and uh, they look like they're in a pretty bad way and uh ludia shows up and this dude ludia this evil wizard has some very serious mark hamill joker energy going on did you notice that yeah definitely i He's, he's, it's like he's trying his best to imitate the Joker from the animated series, but, like, he just laughs too fucking much. Okay. I thought he was all right. I thought he had a... I mean, I didn't really get too into his character, but, like, the design was kind of cool. It was, it was all right. Um, The only thing, Gooey, that I noticed about Ladia, and if you did not notice this before, you'll never be able to unnotice it, look at this guy's chin and tell me that's not a freaking ball sack. Oh, boy. I might have to look this up. What's his name? Um, so it's L U D J A. You'll never, you'll never be able to unsee what kind this. What name is that? Uh, oh boy! Oh no! Right? Oh no! Right? <laughs> oh no! I don't like the design anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I warned you. You can never unsee it. So hopefully that uh anybody listening to this that's seen this movie did not do what you just did because i 
yeah, I don't know. His design leaves something to be desired. I was watching this uh, on my, like, in the living room TV. Like, maybe I just didn't get that close up of a, you know, of a picture of it. But now now that I'm looking at it up close, I'm disturbed. I, I mean, back me up, though. I mean, that is, you know, that's what we're seeing. Yeah, right? that's unfortunate because it does not look like in the video game. <laughs> That's what he he does not have that. So they made a choice. Well, they uh they chose wrong. If you're they, asking my humble yeah, opinion, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> Ludia tells Bianca that she is also a Zenithian and that he's going to use her in addition to Luca's mom to open the gates to wherever and revive Nimzo. <laughs> and then this guy turns Luca into stone. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. I was like, oh, wow, there's the really a lot to be happening in this movie, I guess. Um, so Ludia brings Bianca back to wherever he has Luca's mom, Maida. Stay with me here. And uh, I, I guess only a Znithian can open the gates to wherever the fuck Nimzo is. <laughs> so Bianca and, and Maida have a telepathic like talk and... Maida, Maida says that she's not going to open the gates. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of shit going on here. Basically, what happens is Bianca tells Ladia to fuck off, and he turns her into stone as well. And at this point, I'm just like, you know what? He may have a ball sack for a chin, but like this guy gets a lot done as a villain. Like He's he's defeated our hero a couple different times. Um, looks like he's got a pretty good plan. He's pretty powerful. I can respect him as a villain. Yeah, he, didn't he? He was the one who killed what's Pankratz or whatever, right? <laughs> so like yes <laughs> that guy he like made him he jobbed him out so he must be pretty good um so here we go yet another montage and this time eight years have passed and uh we see baby alice and he's all grown up and he's stealing a staff that will unthaw luca and <laughs> yep. uh there it is. He he's not stone anymore. He was stone Luca throws for a Alice. Very short period of time. <laughs> like literally, probably about two minutes. <laughs> just as long as the montage. Uh, just as long as he was imprisoned in the beginning. It's just like okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Luca throws Alice the heavenly sword. He pulls it out, and he's the heavenly hero. There you yeah. go. That's why I was saying early. I didn't want to like. I don't know. I don't know why I'm worried about spoiling it. We're talking about it, but. Earlier, the, he's like, you're not the hero or whatever. And then, like, you know, like t 10 minutes later, it's like, I'm having a child. And it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> I, I I see what I'm seeing, why this is so important. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pretty big, shocking reveal, or at least Again, it's supposed probably to be, plays better in the game when you have some more time put between this stuff. I feel like like that would have been a cool moment in the game. Like you you finally you make your way all the way to fighting this monster. You're just about to pull out the sword because you're the fucking hero that the game's built you up to be, and then it and then you're not. Like I think that would have been cool. That is cool, but instead it was so instant, you know. And then the like the solution yeah. was almost right in front of you right away too. Yeah, pretty much. Um let's let's keep it rolling here and let's try and get to the end here as quickly as we can. They uh they go meet up with our pal Dr. Egan again and for uh for any of you guys that haven't put it together, Dr. Egan is a play on words. 
He's actually a Zenithian dragon. Or no, I'm sorry, the Zenith dragon, I think they call him. Oh, uh, yeah. Who would have known? So, so Dr. Agan. There you go. Dr. Agan. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, So this is like, this is another point where I'm just like, man, this probably really helps if you understand like the video game. Because like Dr. Agan is telling him that he needs a dragon orb to actually transform into a dragon. That's the only way that they can get to like Lottie's lair, but he doesn't have the dragon orbs. Like there's this big side quest and like the movie only has like 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. left in it at this point. And I'm like, like what the fuck? Like we got to go on this. So here, here's kind of the gist. We got to go on this side quest to go get a dragon orb so that Dr. Egan can turn into a dragon, but the dragon orb is with the fairies. Um, or no, that's not even true. They have to go <laughs> see the fairies because they grant any oh, wish that they God. want. But, but the fairies live in a cave guarded by an army of fucking robots. Like what? Which is cool. It sounds cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. It's, it's just a lot. So I'm like, like literally there's 30 minutes left. We've been watching for an hour and a bit. Yeah. And it's like, hold on. You're fucking telling me that with 30 minutes left, we're not gearing up for the final battle, but now we got to go find fairies who are going to grant us a wish to get an orb so that we can use it, but we have to battle robots in order. Like what the fuck, man? It's, it's wild. Um, and what, wouldn't you know it? We get another montage. So like, I feel like you should have just skipped this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. It feels like when you bring back uh Luca or whatever, like that should have been a big moment to like let's get let's get going now, but and you know, <laughs> let's get going on some more quests, you know. Yeah, let's let's do some grindy side quests here. Um but th- th- you know what this scene did give us the the pretty legendary scene where uh our buddy Gutrude, uh, he like, this is actually pretty sick. He to get across this big ass gap, somebody fires an arrow and Gutrude jumps up and bites the arrow, and Luca's holding goo and it like takes him across this chasm. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that that's was cool good shit. Do that. That was good shit. I like what he says, and he says this a couple times in the movie, um, and it makes sense a little bit more at other times. But at this, he just goes like, "You know what to do." And he does it, and I'm like, wow, how did he know to do that? I guess they must they have practiced must have that. practiced for this exact situation, yeah. I mean, that's pretty forward-thinking, really. Yeah, that's good. That was a great maneuver there. What a maneuver. Yeah, what a maneuver. <laughs> All right, so Luca finds the fairies, and actually, I'm going to give the I'm gonna give the movie a bone here, because he does something actually sensible, I thought that this dumb motherfucker was going to be like, I because the fairies will grant you any wish that you want. So I thought that he's going to be like, I need you to give me the dragon orb. But instead, he's just like, hey, can you fucking kill Ludia and free my family? And I was like, okay, that's actually a pretty like, you know, that's a, that's a good use of a wish if you got one. Solid wish. Good, good yes. wish choice. Yeah. Good, good logic. Yeah, sure. I think behind that wish, like you might as well go for, you know, go for the gusto if you're going to have just one wish. Yeah, yeah, he worked it out. He, he, uh, what do you call it? He, uh, game theoried this out. He figured it out. 
Um, pretty shitty of the fairies, though, because they tell him no. And I can't remember their bullshit reasoning, but it sounds like bullshit to me. But instead... <laughs> it's bullshit fairies. The fairy... Yeah, well, it is. It's bullshit. It's like, I oh, any wish you want? No. But I can send you into the past to talk to your childlike self to get the dragon orb, which you used to have as a kid, which I forgot that he had. Yeah, I was like, what? I remembered the scene in the beginning where he briefly... It's like they they hint about it later who's this mysterious guy and then i i mm-hmm. just forgot about it and then when it happened again i was like oh yeah but what is he what is he here for and i don't know i guess to get this dragon orb that he lost there it is so luca the adult is meeting luca the kid in the yeah. past to get the dragon orb this scene's actually kind of creepy in a, in a way did you agree with that uh, like hey can i see your orb kid like do you want to see my he does say like, i'll show you know. mine yeah if you show me yours a little bit that's a little weird that that did cross my mind actually we're on the same wavelength here i was just sort of like this should be another like big emotional moment where he's talking about his dad you know it should be like when mm-hmm. well it's a little different but you know when uh <laughs> when uh uh patrick stewart meets uh james mcavoy or whatever and x-men hell where yeah you're just like damn you know that's a that's a great analogy <laughs> except it, oh. i mean it's gonna be a little different because you're just going back to meet like your dumb kid self but still it should have this weight to it you know and it tries for that but you just you know they just didn't have enough there even i actually think that i would have sent his kid like alice to do this because he really doesn't he's, he's like the heavenly hero but he really doesn't yeah. do much and and maybe he would it would be easier to get a, a kid on board with it. <laughs> Instead right? of having to and do it, this whole like you show me yours thing. Hey, come here behind this rock, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but it were I guess it works, so you know, who are we to criticize? Yeah, I mean who the fuck cares? Alright, <laughs> let's finally go to the present and we're finally at the final battle here. We're finally here. God, it feels like we've been talking forever about Dragon Quest your story. But we're finally here, by God. <laughs> Luca, Alice, throw the staff, they unthawed Bianca. It's actually kind of cool how none of them age during like this eight years. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool I mean cool for like their character. Like Bianca will still look like she looked, you know, eight years prior. Um, you know, Nira's probably not holding up, uh, anywhere so well. No. Yeah. Maybe she is. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, so we got our final battle and, uh, we're going to get the whole band back together here. Or so we think, um, they find, they rescue Luca's mom, Maida, but uh-huh. like she fucking dies instantly. And I'm not really sure why she just, I, I think she sacrifices herself so that like this gate can never be opened, even though like any Zenithian can open it, I think. I couldn't. Even, I'm not really sure. Couldn't even tell you. It honestly. doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So uh, the 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 key here <laughs> is that Maida is dead, and uh, Ludia sends his soldiers to kill our heroes. But um, we got uh, we got a big save from Prince Harry with his troops. He's finally back. We're getting that big character payoff. Yeah, big payoff. Uh, <laughs> and our boy, the uh, the tree dog Bjork is here as well. And you know what? This is actually kind of a, a cool fight scene, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. It was alright. I was I to um, be honest, I was I was watching it and I was just like, 
I'm ready for this to be over. So it was hard to get, it was yes. a bit hard to fully get invested in the fight. I agree. I was, I was watching it just like, okay, finally now we're going to get to the end of it. And like, you know, we can, I'll finish up my notes here. We can do our <laughs> show. I'm watching Luca and Ludia are having a final showdown. It has like some really like video game, final bossy kind of shit going on here. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some good music throughout I, this. They had the dragon quest yeah. theme at various points in the movie too. So that was pretty cool. It just in general, but you know, this is where shit gets wild. So Ludia absorbs Meta and he's going to open the, the gate himself at the cost of his own life. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And he does. And then Alice throws the heavenly sword up there and I'm like, okay, that's fine. He's probably going to close it. And I'm expecting like kind of a monster to come out, but then the entire movie changes it flips itself on its head if you've been with us for this long this is what we're talking about this movie is not what you expect walk us through what oh, happens because no. this was unreal i don't know if i can i guess to explain it would be uh that the movie itself is taking place within a game essentially a game of dragon quest but like vr right and it's it's unreal the villain nimzo uh is also a hacker who has like i don't know programmed a virus into the game so so basically what happens is in like reality or like everything stops um time stops everyone's frozen except for luca this being comes out and is just like turn off textures and <laughs> all the textures of the world go away turn off gravity everything starts floating um turn off like he just he says like turn off pixels and like everyone's pixels start floating away and i'm like what the fuck and so this guy comes down and uh he's talking about video games in the fourth person and he's just like like dragon quest processor can't handle this or like blah 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 and Luke is just like, are you Nimzo? And this this guy, the virus is what we're going to call him, is just like, um, the best way to describe me is that I'm a virus injected into the code for Nimzo's character. So I destroyed him and I'm going to destroy this game. You are a uh, not real like you're in a video game called v Dragon Quest VR <laughs> and it was like the most bonkers it is, fucking things. He tells hard to he tells Luca that like crazy this was your life has only existed for the last couple hours while someone is playing this game. You thought that you've been living for like 40 years or whatever by this point, but like you're only like two hours old. It's fucking crazy. He's just like, <laughs> and then, and then he's just like, um, my existence is a result of this, of this genius hacker. And my hacker has a message for you. Grow up loser. And I'm watching and I'm like, what the fuck? I started laughing when the grow up loser happened. I was like, hell yeah, this is so it was so ridiculous at this point. This is fucking bonkers. Yeah, they 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 even explain like they explain Dragon Quest the series. You know, they show like a Super Nintendo cartridge, and they're just like yeah. Dragon Quest was a popular game series. <laughs> uh, it's like <laughs> they mentioned Dragon Quest Five in particular, and then you see a, a flashback. Of this kid who's presumably named Luca, and that's why the character's name is Luca, uh, which is why I was talking about earlier. I wonder where he got the name Alice from. Well, he Anyways. at least says because they 
so they show him like going into the game and he's like right. Luca's what I name all my characters. So it it even if it's not his name and has this element of like that thing it's at least his handle. It, that's something that people do a lot with these kind of games too, you know, like when we talk about it with Zelda, right. people are like I always name like my character this or whatever. It's just a thing I do. So that was kind of cool, I guess, but didn't really have, you know, didn't have much meaning. I like I thought it was cool because he um he's basically you see this flashback of him going to the arcade. He's going to play Dragon Quest VR and he's just like, "You know what? I want to fight some fucking robots in my playthrough." And they're like, "Okay, we'll put the robots in." So it seemed random as fuck, but like th- <laughs> there's a reason for it. Or he's just talking to the guy and he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't know if I'm going to pick Nira or Bianca this time. I always pick Bianca, so maybe I'll choose Nira this time." And it's just like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, so that's where Wild. the whole, like, love interest, you know, thing goes into the meta narrative of it, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, it is wild. It, it, it kind of lacks, like, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of the end of the Lego movie. Did you see that? No, I've never seen oh, that. Oh, well, yeah, can I spoil it for you? Yeah, I'm never going to see. Well, okay, so at the towards the end of that it's it's revealed that the whole movie is like uh is like a a kid playing with Legos and and stuff, but it ties into like the narrative of the actual story being told. So it doesn't like like there's like the the things the kid is uh expressing through the story carry over into his real life if that makes sense. Right. Whereas, like, in this, it just was like, I don't know, it just didn't work in that same way, where he's just like, I really like Dragon Quest, and, and like, this hacker is just telling me I'm a nerd, <laughs> and and then the, in the actual story, it's like, he's just like, I, I don't know, he, it's just like, I, the I like this game, it's important to me. You know, it's like I could buy that in a story. They just I don't know. There's not there's just not really a good connection made, you know. It's uh, it's weird because like he so quote unquote Luca is like fighting again, quote unquote, the virus by like the virus is saying that like he's a loser because he's basically because he's escaping into this VR world. And I, it would have had more weight if you knew who was, like, the hacker, yeah. maybe. Like, <laughs> like, are you telling me there's a hacker out there who is just, like, just hates people who are really into video games? Like, it almost feels like a straw man movie created for, like, gamers to be mad at. You know what I mean? Like, all these people who don't want to tell me to play video games. Video games are my life! How do you tell me that? It's it's kind of fucked up because like he fights back at the virus and he's in like you kind of see this thread where he's like this has always been real to me even though it's like not real it's real in my heart I think is kind of what he's trying to say and you get like this flashback of him getting Dragon Quest Five for his birthday as a kid and like it's it's wild it's it's just like so out of left field that maybe like maybe that's kind of why I liked it as much as I did because it really didn't tie into anything it was just like boom. Here it is, completely, like, you you do not see this coming in any form or any fashion. No, I, I totally did not see it coming, like, especially just because the rest of the movie was so just, like, run, 
generic. Just generic, like running through the broad strokes of a of what seemed like probably a more interesting fantasy story, you know, like but they were just having to hit the major points, so you weren't you you know, it didn't have the flavor, the context, so you're just like, okay, okay, whatever. But then in the moment where it's like textures off i was like what you know like that's i don't know that's wild to me i it was fucking wild like this is like just the biggest twist ending but like it like and it's not even a plot twist because like well i mean i guess it kind of is but like it's not like a big spoiler but like it's a spoiler for the sake of something you don't expect happens rather than it makes sense it is because it to me, it almost made it seem like, and I know the movie's trying to say otherwise, but like, none of the story actually matters <laughs> in the into the greater story of this. It just doesn't matter, you know. Like, of of course, he's saying like, yes, the games are important to me. The story, it probably was important to his life or whatever. But like, whether he actually completes this like weird two hour. Was he at the? He's an arcade for two hours playing a, a, a VR game. Like, it's probably a line for this or something. But anyway, whether or not he actually completes this is like very unimportant <laughs> to you know anything really. It's it's like the the stakes have now become like I'm going to complete this this uh, hacked video game. <laughs> it's well. Uh, another bonkers thing. So, actually, let's just finish the movie here. So Luca is telling this virus that these worlds have never been fake to him, and then fucking the slime Gutrude comes <laughs> out, and this thing is an antivirus, and like the virus is destroyed. Yeah, he he. And then I'm, I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that just I don't know. It it was like I get who's. <laughs> Like what the fuck? I feel like you could have made like this really cool meta. I I don't know. It was mm. it's just like what the fuck. Yeah. Um, and then the movie the movie ends with like Lucas celebrating with Bianca and stuff like that. And, and he's like, I'm glad um, I'm not alone. You know, he's and he's it, yeah. Saying, and I don't know how you're supposed to feel. It feels like I don't know. It reminded me of like I don't know. I can't. I guess I can't even put it into words exactly but i i thought i thought of like ready player one for a little bit like the movie i haven't read the book but you know how it's like right like the importance of these things in your real life and even in that movie they try to say like you should have a a balance or something Uh, you know i i think the difference between that movie though is like at least like the the player avatar that he was interacting with was like a real person somewhere in the world that he went yeah, and found. Yeah, that's true. But like in this one, at the end of it, when he's just like, "I'm not alone. I've got Bianca and my son and stuff like that." I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel happy or sad because like he knows he's in a video game and he knows it's gonna end and like you know that you don't actually have that. It's just like the video game. Like yes, you have the video game, these characters, but you don't. Yeah. And you're not alone in that sense, but like I, I don't know, kind of in the in the context of like Luca being like this alone person, like the dude in real life is alone. So I, yeah, I was just like, that's I wonder we... like how I'm supposed to be feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's playing a VR game at the at the mall for 
three hours or something. Yeah. That's his life, I guess. I don't know. I guess we don't know enough about him, but, you know, and that's that's another thing, actually. Thinking back to the Lego movie, because I, I really now I'm thinking like maybe they saw the Lego movie and they were like, let's do that kind of ending or something with it because they wanted to do a little bit more than just recreate the game or something. But like even in that, the whole the whole context of the story in the world and how it transfers to this kid's reality is that it actually has to do with his connection to his father. You know, the the kid in the in this movie in, in the Lego movie likes to, you know, mess around with Legos and build weird stuff where his dad is like kind of a, a hard ass and is like likes to just build them and like glue them and is like don't touch them don't play with them so the end of the movie is like them realizing like hey you know you should have fun use your creativity you know and there's still like a you know there's still two human beings interacting there you know whereas th- this right. you know maybe if we knew more about the hacker or something but it's really just like I I sure do like these video games and I I won't let a I won't won't let a a virus get uh, stop me from beating it. Yeah, that like nailed it. I I don't know. It was just it was so wild that uh, what did I say yesterday? Um I felt like Raiden felt at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 when he finds out that the Patriots have been dead for like 100 <laughs> years. <laughs> It's just like what the fuck yeah it it made for i i really actually loved it in the moment because i i was just like this is so ridiculous and just like i don't know it, it really felt like it was made for for like like a like a the a straw man to be mad at like people who people who tell me not to play my video games you know so i was i was uh pretty happy with it at the time just as a as a nice change of pace from the rest of the movie you know i i'm with you i loved it when it happened after talking about it i don't know if like you raised a lot of really good points but like the the like the point behind it like i don't know what the point behind it was yeah but i do love i i love that it did it even (laughs) even so because like it was such a by the numbers movie and like you just you did not expect this, and I think that people like watching this um, should watch it for like this twist alone. Yeah, I think if they had a larger like, I think there's actually potential there, and maybe it's because I've seen it in another movie, kind of done well. But if you saw like what the context of like the the guy talks about some of the choices he makes when playing these games, like maybe if we got more insight into like what that actually meant for him, other than like you know the choice itself like that could have been cool you know it's you're right again it's just uh man just <laughs> not what not what i expected no like, at all no definitely i'm sure that's not i don't know i wonder what dragon quest fans think of this because it's, yeah. it's you know i guess it it's supposed to be like the the main guy playing the game is supposed to probably be what who they think you know is representing them in a way like like dragon quest likers out there but i wonder if they think like this cheapens the story of the movie at all or not or if it doesn't matter because the game exists already you know the story already exists so maybe you can't cheapen it because it exists in another form you know 
again, if you're a Dragon Quest fan and like a Dragon Quest Five fan in particular, uh, come come chat with us on Discord. We would love to to you know view or see what your views are on the ending of this movie because it's uh, the, you know what I'll say this: the ending will stick with me for a while. Like I that that was up there to me with like one of the biggest like what the fuck moments that uh, I've ever had in virtual theater so far. Yeah, that may, that could maybe win an award next year. <laughs> All right, let's really quickly wrap up some post-production stuff. Um, this actually had a limited uh, theatrical run in Japan and grossed uh, about $13 million over there. Um, it's got an audience score of 78% over on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, we asked for a few hot takes from the people from our Discord that have seen it. So here we go. Our boy Runewolf said, uh, while, the end, uh, while the English dub does a good job, it's a film that's pretty much aimed at Dragon Quest fans. The opening is rather interesting for a video game movie adaptation. The animation is pretty good, and while I personally wanted to see more and have the story be told better, I really like the style they used for it. I don't really know that I agree with any of that, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it definitely touched on all the things we talked about. An <laughs> <laughs> um, in-depth piece sent in by uh, Zelda Dungeon's own Brian King says, while it gets off to a hurried start in an effort to bring the viewer up to speed with the uh, comings and goings of Dragon Quest V, there's still a lot to love here. I would have preferred the hand-drawn adaptation that utilized... Uh, how do you say this guy's name? Toriyama. Toriyama? Yeah. Toriyama's signature style. But the pseudo-Dreamworks approach works well enough, and fan-favorite creatures and characters are represented faithfully in the new aesthetic. The production team deserves a hand for bridging the entirety of Dragon Quest V, which is like a 20-30 hour journey. Into the span of an hour and 40 minutes, um, omissions and alterations were made in order to, achieve, to achieve said task, and the ending, while divisive to say the least, but at the end of the day, Dragon Quest, your story is an adventure that's worth your time. I think that's, like, pretty fair. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they, yeah, they did an okay job with, I guess, what they were trying to do, but I don't like, I, you know, I don't really enjoy what they're going for, but, you know. All right, well, let's let's get down to it, Goo, the moment of truth. Is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down for you? <laughs> it's definitely a thumbs down. Um, I would say, you know, go if you didn't watch the movie and just listen to the episode, like, just go watch the ending there. But I feel like it just doesn't have the same effect if you didn't sit through the rest of the movie, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely does. But it's a thumbs down for me, for sure. Okay, okay. Um, you know, this would be another perfect one where if we had a thumbs in the middle, that would be what I would say. Okay. Um, you know, I was I was thinking about it. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, but like just for the ending and just for how shocked I was at what <laughs> okay. happened. Like the the movie, I don't think was great. I think the the plot was like not great or like it just it, it was told so freaking fast. Yeah. Like you didn't have time to, to care about anyone or anything. You didn't get to know anyone. Um, so like I, I feel like these characters are probably really good characters uh-huh. if like you played Dragon Quest five. But yeah, I, that that ending just kind of like it made it worth it to me. Like it, I'm I'm glad that I sat through this movie just to experience how shocked I was at the ending. So like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I would recommend that people watch this just 
to be like surprised because I yeah like, I think it takes a lot to be surprised in the in the manner that I was surprised at the end of this movie. Yeah, hopefully, if you're hearing this part, you didn't hear the rest of the movie discussion because that's yeah. the only way I could recommend it. Is if you don't know what happens, then it's just kind of interesting. And that that's the only way I do. Like it's not a very strong yeah. thumbs up, but like it thumbs up enough, I yeah, guess for sure. Um. Oh, do we do we Oof. talk about like if it captures the essence of the game? Like, cause that I uh just cause just real quick because it's it's not really factoring into my thumbs either way. But I I think again just to reiterate, like how are you gonna make a Dragon Quest movie and not have the Toriyama yeah. designs too? Like, the, you know that seems to me like you could do a new story. Even you know it does like whatever. You know, it doesn't have to recreate the game, but I feel like you just got to have the those iconic looking characters. You know, I want to see some Goku's up in there. Yeah, you know, and I, I usually ask that, but I left it out this time just because I knew that neither you or yeah. I were like super diehard Dragon Quest fans. And maybe we're yeah, not I, the most qualified to answer I, that. Exactly. But you, you make a good point, actually, I'm, on the aesthetic alone. Yeah, eh. I'm definitely not qualified to answer like what the best way to adapt the story would be or anything like i'd love to hear other people's opinions you know like what do you what would you do like would you pick a game whatever like that could be a whole podcast but i'm sure most people would agree like i can't imagine there's a fan out there who wouldn't say they don't want they want a different art style you know uh, yeah i agree um i i think that was like the the one major uh, criticism that I saw amongst uh, like reviewers and fans, right. and, you know, everybody alike, basically. Where again, it's kind of it's it's kind of like too bad because the like the animation is nice, it looks good, but it kind of has that like Mewtwo Strikes Back evolution thing going on, where it's like this looks good, but like it's not. It, it like it looks kind of too good. It doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. No. No character. Yeah. Someone said pseudo DreamWorks, right? Like it. It looked like a like a mid budget DreamWorks movie maybe with a yeah. little bit of polish but i don't know it didn't it doesn't it doesn't look too inspired i would say it just it just fit like it fit beside like chicken run and and like the secret life of pets and stuff <laughs> okay. like that when it yeah. should when it should have kind of more of its own thing going on yeah yeah no I, I i get that i back that well, there it is. Um, Dragon Quest, your story. And I guess actually the subtitle in hindsight also makes more sense. We were talking about that at the top of the show. Yeah. I, I can understand why they named it that. It's literally like, again, yeah, the, the main character is supposed to represent the fan watching. This is this is your yes. story. Yeah. So there it is. That that was a lot of Dragon Quest, your story. And it seems like this episode is kind of like an analogous to the movie itself where it's like, you got to build up a lot to get to that wicked payoff at the end where it's like the payoff is maybe doesn't even make sense, but like, it's just, it's, it's worth the experience in my mind. Sure. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say to anyone who doesn't know what happens, if we could send this out to someone uh, out of context, you should watch it. We hope that uh, that this episode made a lot of sense and uh, the payoff was worth it to you guys. Of course, next week, uh, or next episode rather, we're going to be back. And uh, Goo, I believe our bowl poll winner oh. 
was Alone in the Dark. Yes, okay. Another one of his uh, iconic films, so should be fun to check out. Uh, this is widely regarded as one of the worst movies of all time, so I'm dude, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be a trip. Well, um it's going to be a trip two episodes from now as we've got some absolute bangers oh, yeah. on the poll. Uh, this is fully loaded, man. Like, there's a lot of heavy hitters here. All of these have been on the poll before, but they're such big movies and big franchises that it seems weird that, like, these haven't won yet. So, um, I guess let's run through them here. Um, poll option number one, Gooey, a movie that I know that you've seen in, like, Rampage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's <laughs> well, a yeah. good, good theater-going experience right there. I've never seen it, so I'm actually <laughs> kind of jazzed to watch this. I this is kind of my my pick. This is what I'm going to vote I for. Think I think we'd have Rampage because yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'd have fun. So there you go, Rampage poll option number one. Poll option number two, all the way back to 2002, starring Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider, the OG Tomb Raider. Um, again, I remember this movie being a lot of fun when I watched it. Yeah, it's got it's a wild 2000s movie right so no matter how bad it is we'll probably have fun it kind of seems like almost like a superhero movie before superhero movies were like getting going yeah definitely i could see that fitting in alongside like something like those like rough early 2000s ones you know absolutely um poll option number three Need for Speed, Goo. I know that you're kind of a fan of the uh, the Fast and Furious. Maybe this has got some Fast and Furious vibes. It's got our boy uh, Aaron Paul is, in it. Is I know Aaron that. Paul a substitute for Paul Walker? I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we we will see if that wins. And poll option number four: Silent Hill. And uh, our pals over at the Creepy Podcast. Uh, shout out to that name. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, said that this this movie may be the best video game movie adaptation ever. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know this, but I does this movie have Sean Bean in it? Uh, yeah, I think so. So he'll make oh, a return. Fucking roll tie. We're gonna a lot yeah. of these have returning people, so that'll be nice. Absolutely. So Silent Hill is your fourth option. One more time, poll option number one, Rampage, poll option number two, Tomb Raider, poll option number three, Need for Speed, and poll option number four, Silent Hill. Of course, where you go to vote is over on Twitter, at Virtual Theater X. We'll throw up the poll uh, shortly after this episode is released. Go over and make your vote heard, retweet, tell your friends. You can influence what we watch. And uh, you know what? I think no matter what wins, I'm I'm going to be excited for yeah, these are these should all be a good time. Um, we hope that you guys had a good time listening to this. Of course, we want you to head over to SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to Virtual Theater. Uh, tell a friend. Tell them what the show is all about, all the fun that we have. If you've got a buck or two to spare, uh, consider heading over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater to help us out on uh, Patreon. There's a lot of great bonus content there. Um bonus episodes, uh, outtakes, all that good stuff there. So that is uh, for the diehard virtual theater fans as well. Uh, Goo, uh, you are on Twitter at GooeyFame. I am on Twitter at Spateria316. Is there anything that uh, that we want to say before we get out of here? Um, uh, no, I have, not- I have nothing. I'm wi- completely wiped after 
I, I know. I never want to talk about Dragon Quest again. <laughs> Much like the textures, <laughs> I have been wiped. All right, let's pixelate the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.